What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2021 Honda Classic Hangover Edition from the Players' Championship. I'm DB. I got my co-host Pat Perry with me. We are brought to you and presented by none other than our friends at FantasyNational.com, the place for golf stats, information, data, models, ownership projections, recent form, course history, do all the models you want to do. FantasyNational.com slash TJ gets you 20% off any subscription option that you choose, whether weekly, monthly, or annually. You can get 20% off that. You can flip back and forth between plans, and you get to keep the 20% off when you go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ to sign up. And even, you know, tell them you heard about it. You heard about it from the Tour Junkies. Uh, Fantasy National is where we've been going for the last three or four years now. It's your one-stop shop for PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour data, and it's all certified. The stamp of approval from the PGA Tour itself. They get all the data right there from the PGA Tour and ShotLink. Love me some Fantasy National, so go to FantasyNational.com slash TJ for that 20% off. Pat, how you feeling post the Players' Championship, buddy? Well, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm back in the wine cellar today, which mm. might tell you yeah, that well, yeah. uh, I feel like I need I need a little bit of a change uh, because last week, as far as DFS was concerned, was not very good. Um, but it was a fun week. I loved the tournament. The course was spectacular. JT coming through at the end. God, what a weekend of golf by JT, by the way. Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, I was mean, he 12 under on the weekend? I mean, just incredible. So, I mean, it was a great tournament. Um, you had your favorite person, Bryson DeChambeau, in the mix. You had Doug Gim in the mix until just kind of fell apart on Sunday. But a guy that we've loved all year, the DFS community has loved some Doug Gim, uh, the the Gim Reaper. Mm. Um, you know, you had our boy Brian Harmon from my backyard here in Savannah that was up there in the uh, – yeah up there uh, at the end, Paul Casey, just a great tournament. So, and then all the water balls and carnage on Thursday and Friday, really Thursday, mm. Thursday was just like, it's, it's the first day I can remember in a while where you were, you could just, you were done before noon with yeah. a lot of your DFS lineups. It was over. Yeah. There, you know, I'll, I'll pick up where you left off. There were tons of carnage, Rory Webb, Finau, Fleetwood, Hideki, Cantlay, Hatton, Hovland, and Xander all trunk slammed on Friday. If you're talking about DraftKings, six names at the $9,000 price tag and above. Six out of the 12 completely missed the cut. And only, let's see, what, three out of the 12, four out of the 12 uh, were finished in the top 25. Um, obviously, Justin Thomas, your winner, being in that, in that category, I think it was around 9,900. He was the chalk, right? He was the chalk uh, because he was priced so so good. He was just so juicy there at uh, yeah. hundred. I was glad to see JT win it, man. I, he's, it's been a tough year for him. You could see it all over him because Steve Sands just just had to ask him all the hard questions. Hey, tell me about Tiger, Tiger, and your grandpa dying, please. Yeah, so you know you could see it all over him. You knew it was a big. It meant a lot to him to win it. Um, and I, I, it was good to see him on top. And he freaking killed it on sunday hit every green in regulation minus the 18th and he only missed that one by about the length of your pecker so that's pretty good when it comes to ball striking if you ask me uh so it was really yeah. fun to watch jt do his thing there was a lot of other things that went down 
Um, first of all, I gotta I gotta give a shout out real quick before I forget because I don't want to forget to our our Nut Hut Listener League winner Eric Cole. Very familiar with Eric in the Nut Hut. At Cole managed he managed to win the Nut Hut for for this week, and so now he gets a chance to go to the finals and potentially win a a trip to Augusta or Savannah and play a really nice golf course, round of golf with me and you, have some food, have some drinks, have a good time sometime in the fall. In fact, Pat, I feel like we should mention this. I think the people need to know, this is going to come as a surprise to some folks, that this Friday, you and I will be hosting last year's winner, Marcus Griffin. Yes. Marcus Griffin, who won the Nut Hut Listener League last year, the inaugural winner. We will be hosting him in Augusta. And also with him, just making the trip because he can, is, is crazy Marcus Miklovich, who if you're in the Nut Hut, you know who crazy Marcus is. He's probably going to be in the YouTube chat here live pretty soon. I see Marcus Griffin is already in there. We're looking forward to hanging out with those boys. We're going to have them at Champions Retreat all day Friday. Be on the lookout on the Instagrams and, uh, you know, for some social content. Should be fun. We're going to get some sort of match together uh, with, with these two with these two guys. Uh, there's rumors that it's going to be a Lord and Savior Pat match since you have all your worshipers in the Nut Hut still going yeah, strong. There's rumors that Crazy Marcus is going to be your teammate because he's kind of one of them. Uh, he administers the Lord and Savior Pat oath. Anytime someone new pops in the in that in that mm-hmm. section of the chat, I may be paired with Marcus Griffin. Uh, so we'll we'll easily put it on you and put all of your followers to total and utter shame if that happens. But we're gonna have a great mm-hmm. time. So be on the lookout for that. That could be you if you join the Nut Hut, and uh, you know you get into the Listener League final. That could be you. And if you win once, you can keep winning and get more entries at the end of the year. So congrats to Eric Cole for making that happen. Uh, I mean, that's, that's like a slightly bigger, it's like a slightly, it's like a slightly better deal to win the players than to win a chance to come play golf with me and you on Friday and then like drink yeah. and go to dinner and like tie one on. That, that's good. That's a, that's a great experience for a lot of people. If you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were, there were a ton of storylines, Pat. Now we did mention JT on the show. We, we talked about him. We talked about him being chalk. We talked about him on our betting show saying, listen, you hang a number on JT at 20 to 1, you make them pay. You make the books pay on TJ After Dark, DraftKings. We talked about it somewhat incoherently, but we talked about it. We even said 18 to 1, 17 to 1. If it gets there, you still, you still pull the trigger on a, a player like Justin Thomas, an elite player like Justin Thomas on a big stage like that. You make the books pay. And it seems like a lot of you, a lot of you have made the books pay there. Saw a lot of nut hut winners that, that tailed that bet. Um, a lot of people on Twitter hitting us up. Props to you. Um, now, unfortunately for our friend Ben Little, who writes the chalk bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not good. If everyone knows, at True Mav on Twitter, Ben Little, he is the third somewhat uh, in the shadows member of Tour Junkies. He writes the chalk bomb. And we let Ben pick the chalk bomb every, every week. We let him pick the bomb, chalk bomb every week. He does not consult us. In fact, we know who the chalk bomb is maybe minutes before you know who it is when you get the email. So he, he doesn't consult us. Some weeks we agree. Some weeks we disagree. Some weeks he makes us change our mind, and we, we end up fading the chalk. Some weeks he doesn't. But Ben Little, uh, it's, it's been a tough day. He's, he is committed to coming on the show at some point, not tonight, but maybe next week, and uh, taking a penalty uh, ranch water shot because he, mm. because he, um, he g- gave you the winner as the chalk bomb. So that's that. It's only fair. It's the rules. We don't make the rule. We don't hey, make the rules. Look, look, I mean, it happens. Full disclosure. I, I, I can't 
I can't hate on Ben too much because I, you know, in the fantasy golf sommelier video, I had my Boone's Farm fade of the week, and 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 I had JT. I had mm-hmm. JT. And now a lot of it was because uh, of ownership, and obviously that was a mistake. But I got to own up to it. I got to own up to my mistake in the Boone's Farm fade. Um, but let's make this about Ben and not about me. True. How about that? Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. By the way, uh, shout out Bryce Moore, who's in the chat on YouTube. Bryce has hit three straight outright bets in a row. He, he's building a new fence in his backyard. He just shared that with us. He's building a new fence thanks to Justin Thomas's 20 to 1 victory last week. So, JT, is he going to put like a, he should put like a Goldie on the fence. He said he's like going to inscribe like our a, initials. He's going to put our initials okay, in Okay, well, well, that too. I mean, a Goldie might look a little better. Like our initials, people would be like, okay, whatever. But if they, if like, true. you know, he's like showing off his fence and they see a big old Golby in there, they'll be like, oh, I don't know. What how, is that? I don't That's know how good of a craftsman he is. That could be a tough uh, whittling job there. Um, I do have to tease a couple things because we are going to talk about some of the other storylines from t- the Players Championship. But I'm going to save some of the Bryson stuff for the betting show. On the betting show, uh, so not this show, but the betting show, Jeff Feinberg. Everybody knows Jeff Feinberg. Amazing quaff, Canadian, uh, great takes, great golf better. He's going to be on the show, and apparently he and I are going to duke it out about this Bryson situation. So can I at least interject in oh, this yeah. conversation, yeah, or, or should I just like of course. not even talk? No, you, okay, you can totally interject. Talk. Um, we can't talk enough about Lee Westwood, who played great, who's got his fiance on the bag. You know what I was thinking the whole time watching this is just as he's strolling down, hitting a bad shot, and he's just grinning, he's laughing, he's like, <laughs> he's joking around. Two things. Number one, um, Lee is bodied up, Daddy. Like, Lee looks good. I'd way rather have Lee's body than Bryson's. Like, God, he's like built like a V. But do you notice that? He's have you built, noticed this? He's stacked. Like, he is, but he still has a little bit of the beer belly. Like, there's a little bit of that in there. It's like, how do you carry that so well, Lee? Like, I want to have a little bit of that belly, but then carry it that well. Because if you look, it's there. I mean, it's there. It's not all six-pack yeah. right there. It helps when your shoulders are, like, super wide and you've got the V going. It makes the, it makes the gut look better, man. Lee's bodied up. Anyway, yeah. that. But what I was thinking, when, even when he's hitting bad shots, like, he's smiling. I'm thinking, this is strokes gained home life right before our mm-hmm. eyes. He's got the fiancé on the bag. She's a cutie. She's not his wife yet, so they're still really, really, you know, getting along and in love all the time. It's She's just been his fiance forever, though. It true, seems like, but, but it's just strokes gain home life, home life right before your very freaking eyes. This is the same golf tournament Lee Westwood chose to go to a soccer match instead of at one one point. Like he 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 never cared about the players, but he's got his girl in the bag now. Listen, that does not work for everybody. It's just like the guy at your club that plays that that wants to get his wife in the game involved in the game or get her playing golf because he wants to do it together there are some people that want to do that there's a lot of people that don't want that don't want to do that like i can speak for kevin kisner right now he wants no part of his wife Brittany carrying the bag for him during a golf tournament but it works for lee westwood so strokes gain home life lee that was fun to watch the uh the spieth you know one of the things that came about with every shot recorded live or streamed live is we got to see Jordan Spieth hit into Rory Sabatini off the tee. Did you see that? That was incredible. In- Man, that was awesome. Incredible. Uh, Rory got pissed, and apparently Rory's also kind of a hound, which I don't know what would give that away other than the stupid shirts and the the barbed wire wrist tattoo. But he did you hear Colin Morikawa talking about how he like 
was talking about Colin's girl or something. It was kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I couldn't really, it was sort of muffled a little <laughs> bit, but I, I was, I, cause I was, I had it as, as loud as I could to my ear trying to figure out what exactly he was saying, but the whole conversation was fantastic. He said, he said he'd FaceTimed his girlfriend or something. And Colin's like, you, you have her number? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing then? God, what a weird guy that is. But it was just so funny. Everybody's reaction when they're like, oh, who is that? And they're like, oh, no, it's Rory. That, and then somebody's like, that's the worst guy out here you could hit into. All mic'd up. Freaking love it. Uh, I wish I could know what happened after that. But I think one of the things that we have to talk about, Pat, because it was freaking legendary legendary is the man the myth the legend and the lore of one siwoo kim grew larger this week at the players championship Mm. if you don't know i mean how many more siwoo stories do we have you know we could be here all night he's a great guy we freaking love him he's quickly becoming a top three favorite player for me on the tour i will say this too about his performance what he finished t9 Here's the moral he of the story. Strong. When Siwoo cares, Siwoo can play well. When Siwoo don't give a then Siwoo does not play well. Okay? He cares about 2.7 mil and the Players' Championship again. He didn't care about the last few weeks, and it showed. So just write that down because he could look all out of sorts, but you get him on a, you get him on a big stage, a major championship, or the Players, or a WGC, and I just feel like Siwoo can turn it on and turn it off whenever he wants to. I'll make that note about his play. But the best thing... That I I'm really want to go hang out with Siwoo. I That's the only God. note that I'm taking. Drinking with Siwoo would just be... If I, were, if I could have a make-a-wish, that would, be, that would be what my make-a-wish would be. I would, I would go drinking with Siwoo. Um, okay. Here's the deal. On Thursday, Siwoo finds himself in a bunker. I'm scrolling Instagram. This is like late in Siwoo's round. I'm scrolling Instagram stories. On the Instagram story of one official Siwoo Kim account is a picture of a golf ball in a footprint in a bunker. And uh, I'll, I'll, bring up, I'll bring up the picture here. This is, this is just incredible stuff. And I'll, br- I'll just bring up the whole thing here. Here in the middle is the post. Someone, di- I'm reading it like Siwoo Kim wrote it. Someone didn't raking real golf tournament. You welcome. I make bogey. <laughs> Hashtag be nice. Be Tags nice. the PGA Tour because his golf ball is in a footprint and not raked. So a, a follower on Twitter, I screenshot it immediately, put it up on Twitter, and a follower, Banksy, you see him there top left, at 5.5-hole, says, say the word, and I'll figure out who that scumbag was. And I said, go. And Banksy got right on it. If you look bottom left, you can see the beginning of his work. He's starting to figure out the groups that went ahead of Incredible work. The holes they went off on. He's looking at shot link data. I especially love this one section where it says, uh, Woodland, Horschel, and Poltz. And then it says, gentlemen. Like, there's no way they would do that. They're gentlemen. (laughs) Um, But then... Immediately X them out. But then... If you see in the, on, the big, on the big side of the screen here, if you're watching on YouTube on the right, he figures out that ShotLink recorded Graham McDowell in the very same bunker just before Siwoo and only about a foot off uh, in terms of the ShotLink 
uh, measurements from where Siwoo ended up, it could be none other than Graham McDowell. And mm. Banksy... At, damning. Yeah, damning evidence. And at 5.5 at, at hole, figured it out quickly. Uh, in fact, so quickly that by the time I went to post about it again, I noticed that Siwoo's Instagram story was now gone. And in fact, so, so I had screenshot it, luckily. So I, I, I put an Instagram story about it, like, okay, Siwoo, it was, it was GMAT, go, let's go get him. Like, go, you know, let's, maybe, maybe you need to rough him up in the locker room, I don't know, let's talk about this. Um, and just as that happens, me and you get a text from a friend of ours at the PGA Tour that works very closely with folks at the PGA Tour, and that person says, um, <laughs> says that uh, that was pretty funny of Siwoo, but it won't be as funny as the fine he's going to get. And I'm mm. like, really? He's going to get fined for that? They say, absolutely. You are, for one, it is highly frowned upon as a player to take your phone out in the middle of a round, but even higher, high, higher frowned upon to take a picture during play, throw someone under the bus, and tag the PGA Tour. Siwoo just freaking electric. I, so He's electric. So- he does not give a I fuck. I just love him. Sorry, he beat does, that out. He Sorry. does not care. And I love the hashtag, be nice. And, and we try to start the hashtag, I make bogey, you know. But damn it, if Siwoo just is not the most lovable guy on the PGA Tour, I freaking love it. Um, and, by the way, you know, on Instagram, you can see, how, you can see who sees your stories. Siwoo Kim saw our story of the photo that Banksy did out in Graham McDowell. So he knows, he knows that it's Graham McDowell. So somewhere there's a Siwoo GMAC beef brewing, possibly, as the world turns. Very excited about it. Yeah. It's well, fun to watch. Can you I thought it was interesting that he used Siwoo... the hashtag be nice. Like, yeah. you can be a mean person and still rake bunkers. Like Be nice, I mean, though. like... <laughs> but... Uh, I make bogey, be nice. And, like, can, I just can't imagine. I've been to enough PJ Tour events. Can you imagine if he did that at Augusta? The Masters would, the, the, the Green Jackets of the Masters would lose their minds if he did that they at Augusta. They would go, oh, my gosh. <sighs> Maybe he'll do it. But it's so ballsy. God, his yeah. balls are just, I, they, his, caddy would, his caddy had to rake the sand after him to get his balls, the, ball, the, the mark that his balls left as a drug out of the bunker. On his way to making bogey. God, I freaking love Siwoo Kim. He's just a man. Okay. Let's get on to the course breakdown here. I think it's a great segue, Pat. Let's talk about the Honda. The Honda Classic PGA National. It's a pretty garbage field, but you know what? We're here. This is what we do. We do it every week. Good field, great field, garbage field. We're here. And Pat's going to tell us about one of the toughest golf courses on the PGA Tour. Yes. Um, do you ever notice when you, I'm about to do the course breakdown that you literally like say like three different things on my notes that already before I even get to the breakdown? Like you just like why don't you just say like go to the course breakdown? Here's Pat. But no, I'm gonna say it's the hardest course on tour. I'll try Pat's that next Say week. that. I know that. I'll try that next week. Anyway, all right. So we are at PGA National, which you mentioned. This is a par seventy, playing seven thousand one hundred and forty yards. We got one hundred and forty four. Players this week in the field, T65 as usual, and ties will make the cut. Oh, don't they have the bear greens? I was getting to that, damn it. Can you just hush while I'm doing this? 
I know you did uh, that. Anyway. Um, anyway, this is a very difficult course. It is typically one of the most difficult courses on tour. You have uh, a lot of wind out here on this course. We're going to see that this week, even though the weather looks pretty good as far as sunshine. We are definitely going to get some wind. The rough is always typically very penal, 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 penal and penal. And uh, there's a lot of water hazards out here. As a matter of fact, 15 of the 18 holes have water in play. That is scary. So you got to be able to uh, avoid bogeys like you did last week. It really very similar to last week. You cannot have a bunch of water balls. And uh, you got to just kind of plod your way around this track. You can't be too aggressive. You got to make a lot of pars. You can't make a ton of bogeys. Definitely make birdies when you have the opportunity. We do have the bear trap. As you mentioned, holes 15 through 17. They play as one of the most difficult stretches on tour that these guys will face. You do have two par fives that are reachable in two uh, and definitely your best chance to score. So when you get to the par fives this week, you got to score. And uh, But again, like I said, this is a patient grinders course. It is a ball strikers course for sure. You have got to be good with your iron. Strokes gained approach is important. You got to be good scrambling if you do miss these greens. I did mention bogey avoidance. I think that is also key. Uh, and I think driving accuracy as well. I, and I say that, yeah. I look at like a stat on Fantasy National, like good drives gained, you know, a stat where these guys are more like consistent that. off the tee. Not necessarily hit the fairway, but these the rough is, you know, like I said, it can be uh, tough to hit out of here. But just not getting yourself in trouble off the tee, you know? Just be consistent. You're going to give yourselves good looks into these greens as long as you just freaking hit fairways or barely miss them. But don't be wild off the tee here. That's important. I did look at par four scoring as well. Your past champ, Sung J.M. last year at six under. Keith Mitchell at nine under in 2019. J.T. at eight under in 2018. Ricky Fowler, 12 under in 2017. And then Adam Scott was mm. nine under in 2016 so there you go yeah I, th I think that winning score is probably going to look to be around the same i think 10 under eight under something like that uh you know the weather's still looking a little blustery right now as we speak here on a monday night could be windy again and i think the course is going to be pretty dry already hearing some things from the course that's going to be running kind of quick uh, fairways running fast not a lot of rain in that area so far which is nice. Uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the, the teeth of PGA National yet again another year. I think that'd be nice. The only thing I'll add, man. I mean, I liked it. I think one of the things that we don't look at every week, but I think this week's important, as you mentioned, was strokes gain around the green and kind of being able to get up and down because you are going to miss greens out here. Um, and one of the things that I saw is nine of the last ten winners at this golf tournament have been in the top six in scrambling for the week. So. You know, even the guys who are hitting it the best are still gonna are still gonna have to get up and down here. And like you said, to save save par, avoid the big number, avoid the bogeys. So I think that is uh, that is gonna be something I'm factoring in. I, I agree with you on the fairways. I'm looking at fairways gained on Fantasy National. I like the good drives gained that you're talking about. Strokes gained approach for sure. Am looking at bogey avoidance, which is also on Fantasy National. Kind of looked at that. A couple different, uh, kind of looked short-term the last 12 rounds and also looked maybe last 50 just to kind of find the guys, like you said, the grinder types. That's what this is. This is a grinder type event. This event also holds a special place in my heart. One of my biggest weeks ever came when Keith Mitchell won this golf tournament, hit him at 200 to 1 betting and uh, finished, what, second, first or second? Second in the Mayo Cup and a couple other nice tournaments that week. Didn't did we also hit, uh, was that the... 
That wasn't oh, Johnny Vegas' yes, it was. first Johnny round Vegas leader. Johnny Vegas' first round leader that same week. Yeah. Yep. That was a huge, huge week for us. Uh, so the Honda holds a special place in my heart. So even though, you know, we're all dealing with the TPC hangover, I do, I do want to give my full effort and attention into the Honda. Um, all right, let's get into the picks. Before we do that, I have a chance for everyone listening to win two free months in the Nut Hut, okay? And that is by signing up with Monkey Knife Fight, one of our favorite new fantasy games, uh, you know, betting games. It's a lot of fun. If you've not heard of Monkey Knife Fight, I don't know what you've been doing. You've been living under a rock. But Monkey Knife Fight is everywhere. If you go to playmkf.com slash nuthut and sign up as a new member to Monkey Knife Fight, make a deposit, and they'll give you a $50 deposit match. So if you, if you deposit at least $50, they will they'll match up to $50. And then play in your first real money game. Okay, this is important because I got a lot of emails from people last week. All right, we've already got people doing this, taking advantage of the offer. Fantastic, we appreciate it. Thank you. But I did get a lot of emails from people last week. I'm trying to save you from that and me from that. Let me tell you how this works. So you sign up through the link, you make your cash deposit, you play in a real money game. Okay, once you play in that first real money game, Monkey Knife Fight, within about a day or two, will notify us that you've done that. We will email you the link and all the sign-up information to take advantage, and that link will help you sign into the Nut Hut, and you will get your first two months of the Nut Hut for free. Now, you will have to put in your card information because if you choose to stick around, it's going to renew, and you're going to pay your $10 a month. So there you go. Uh, so you get two months free as soon as we send you the email. So once you make your deposit, don't email me. Just play a game. Wait a couple days, and then wait, and then I'll email you. If you haven't heard from me like four days after you play your first Real Money game, hit me up, and we'll take care of it. Info at tourjunkies.com. But to sign up again, playmkf.com slash nuthut. Come join the fun. The Nut Hut is a blast. It's bananas right now, and a lot of people are winning money and making friendships. You know what I mean? I mean, Mark Griffin, who's coming down to Augusta to play because he won the Nut Hut Listener League. Is, you know, he's talking to his wife about his internet friend, Marcus Miklovich, crazy Marcus, that he's going to get to play golf with. You know, let's all talk about our internet friends at some point. It could be fun. Pat, uh, before we get into the picks, what's the podcast juice tonight, buddy? You got some beer? Yeah, I got a little beer tonight. Actually, it's a, uh, it's a local beer here in Savannah. It's uh, by Southbound Brewing Company. It's called Mountain Jam. Mm, Isn't that cool? Isn't that a very, cool? Uh, uh, looks very hippie-ish. Yeah, a little mountain jam. Mm. Good. Uh, I'm drinking tequila, so this will be good. All right, let's get into the picks tonight. 9K and above range, three GPP plays, and a fade. Pat, I'm going to let you start tonight. I'm going to let you start the, this range here. Well, I will start, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to start with uh, Daniel Berger at 10-8. I like him a lot this week. We've seen him win here before. He is, I mean, when you look at ball striking, he's fourth in the field. He is 11th in bogey avoidance, checks the box and strokes gained approach, good drives gained. I mean, all across the board, Daniel Berger, I think is my favorite play for sure in this, in this range. As a matter of fact, I almost faded this entire range in general. One of the things you see this week, just like we saw last week, is a lot of carnage, okay? And a yeah. lot of these higher price guys can just trunk slam like anybody else this week. Um, and so I think that, you know, you do have to be careful with um, just marrying yourself to a lot of these 9K and above guys. 
Um, but I do like Berger. I think he's very safe, but also think he can easily win this tournament. So at 10-8, he is my favorite play here. What? And then I'm going to drop down wait a minute, to... Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. What do you think about the rib injury? I don't care. I really don't. I, I mean, think if he's playing in the golf he, tournament... He played all four rounds, but he did mention the ribs were bothering him. Um, he mentioned that he uh, was hoping to, to play this week. And planned on it, but we'll we'll see. I, I think Berger is a very interesting play. I think with the wind, with what he's doing with the ball right now, he's in total command of it. I love the play. I even I like paying up for him in this field. If there were one name I'd pay up for, it'd be him. So I agree with you there completely. The the rib thing scares me a little bit. So I I, I mean it does, but if anything, I just hope that maybe the the ownership goes down a little bit off of Berger because I do think he'll probably be one of the highest owned guys here. But look, if he tees it up. We'll see what the press conferences say. I'll be I'm sure he'll be I mean, a press. If he conference. feels good, he tees it up. I think he'll be fine, but we'll see. I mean, he finished T ten at the players, kind of a sneaky top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a so lot of backdoor top tens last week. I felt like see we kind of snuck in there. there. Were all right, yeah. And there was also some backdoor drop down out of the top ten to fiftieth. Like oh, that Chris was Kirk. that was front door slamming there. Chris Kirk, he went right that out the was, front uh, door. And said, "Hey, I'm I'm fucking out." Yeah. <laughs> Pretty bad. Anyway, um, I'll go down to uh, Mr. Shane Lowry at 9,200. We saw him play well last week. Uh, also had a top 10 finish. He is a guy that I think is a, this is a perfect course for him. If you want a guy that's just a grinder that can, uh, you know, play well in the wind, that can just, you know, is not just going to get all crazy by the tough conditions and things like that. But he's a great ball striker. He is Eighth in the field in strokes gained around the green. He's fifth in par four scoring. He's sixth in greens and regulation. Checks the box also off the tee as far as good drives gained. So I think Shane Lowry makes for a very good play here at 9,200. And then my last guy is in this. This is one of those that just I never know if I'm going to get it right. But Russell Henley at 9,800 also like him as well. The ball striking, the strokes gained approach, number one in the field there. 21st in good drives gained. He is second in par four scoring. I think that Russell Henley is just shapes. This shapes up to be a great course for him. And he's, you know, he's played pretty well here in the past. He did miss the cut in 2019, but before that he had three straight. um, Sorry, I'm looking to somebody else. (laughs) Top 10 last year, T20 in 2019, top 25 in 2018, T43 in 2017. Good history here. So I like some Russell Henley in a weak field like this. I think he makes a lot of sense at 9,800. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't figure out what I want to do about Russell Henley. I, I think that's a very interesting I think play. he's going to be my one and done also. And cool. I've done re- really well, actually, with my one and dones lately. God, I don't that That is, that is, hey, props to you. Those are, that's large avocados right there. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, who's your fade? You like those avocados. How about them avocados, baby? Yeah. Who's your fade? Um, who is my favorite? Adam Scott, ten one. Don't want any part of Adam Scott. Don't like the. I, I mean, his history is is good here, but I don't like the form. I don't like anything else about Adam Scott. Not going to play him. Don't want any part of him. Sixty fourth in the field in ball striking. Eighty fourth in scrambling. One hundred and twenty fourth in good drives gained. I think uh, you just you can't have Adam Scott with any confidence. I, I would have to be like pinned down, and you grab my left hand that I write with. And you would force me to press the button to put him in my lineup at against my own will. 
Okay. That's how bad I do not want to put Adam Scott in there. Okay. So my favorite play in this range is Adam Scott at, mm, uh, yeah, at, um, what's he at? 10-1. Is that right? 10-1. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why, Pat, because, you know, you're talking about, you're, you're giving me his ball striking numbers over the last 24 rounds. I get it. It, it doesn't look great. However, uh, let me tell you why that's happening. He's 22nd in strokes gained approach. He's still, the iron play is still fantastic, okay? He's actually scrambling really well right now. He's 10th in that category. He's also kind of putting okay right now. Uh, But his off-the-tee numbers aren't great because he's added a butt-ton of distance. Adam Scott has added a ton of distance. He's been vocal about it. He's talked about it. If you look at his numbers, it's there. He, in fact, he, I think he was number one. So more one. distance for him to like put it further into the no, water this week. No, because here's why. I here's where I'm going to spin it on you. He he has so much experience at Honda, and as a former winner, he knows that this is not a this is not a place where the bombers keep bombing. Okay, this is a place where you know a lot of times these guys are going to club down. In fact, we we've heard that already from from mm-hmm. caddy friends of ours. They're going to club down. He knows this place well enough to know. I'm not going to be able to spray driver all over the yard. If you look at his last of his, his history here at the Honda, he did miss the cut last year. That was the first missed cut he's had in five, six years. Before that, 13, 14, 1 in 2016, 12 in 2014, and missed the cut in 2011. So he's got three top 15s and a win in his last five attempts. He knows this golf course, and in every single one of those years, even the miscut year, he gained strokes off the tee. So he knows what to do off the tee. In every one of those years, except for last year, he gained strokes on approach. Um, I, I, think, I think this is a spot to jump on, Adam Scott. Because Also, and here's what's bananas. Look at, look at his putting, Pat. Look at his putting. Look at how many events he's gained strokes putting. One, two, three, four. Four events in a row, he's gained strokes putting. The fifth event, he didn't, win, he didn't gain or lose any at the Sony. He was just dead even. He lost three at the Tournament of Champions. Then he gained again, gained again, gained again. Like, all of a sudden, Adam Scott's kind of putting okay. And I think he's a world-class player in a very dog-doo-doo field. And I, I, think, I think it plays. I think when you talk about win equity, which we do, I think he gives you as much as much as anybody in this entire field, even Daniel Berger, even a Sung JM, I think he gives you as much win, equi- win equity as possible. So I love the Adam Scott play, and apparently the people think we need to have an Adam Scott uh, bet, punishment bet. So we don't have our freaking wheel. I don't wheel. even want to try this stupid wheel again. We don't have the our wheel. wheel. was a disaster. We need help with the wheel. We need, we need help with the wheel. Uh, where can I find, okay, hold on. Let's see. So what do you, what's our bet? You, you think about, you tell me what our bet's going to be and I'll tell you the punishment. Adam Scott. Um, hmm. Well, he's 10 one. So, and you made some good points there. I'll give you that, but I'm still not in on Adam Scott. I'm just not. Um, I think he's going to give me a top 15. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think he finished his top 15. Okay. Then the top 15 it is. How? No, uh, we'll do 14. No. No. Yeah, 14. 
You said the original number fifteen. I want okay, a little. Okay. No, uh, I want one more place. Sixteen. You like even numbers. I know you hate uh, odd numbers. You OCD person. No, it's top sixteen. That means if I win, he finishes top fifteen or better. You just made it worse for me. I know because you like even numbers. If you liked odd numbers, it'd be top fifteen. That's why I said fourteen. No, no, that's terrible. Then, then he's gonna finish top 14. fifteen. The top fifteen is a great round golf number. We don't talk about top fourteens. Uh-huh. No, we talk about I would top rather fives, top tens, top fifteens, top twenties, top twenty fives. I'm not doing four. I'm not doing sixteen. Come on, man. No, not at all. Hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, loser. All right, I'll agree. I'll I'll mark it down that I'm I'm succumbing to this right here. Okay. All right, but now I get to pick the punishment because it's likely going to be me. Um, the loser has to, the, the podcast juice for the loser, the entire show, you have to crack it open. You have to drink it. By the end of the show, it better be empty. Has to be either Colt 45 or Old English. Oh, gosh. That's the bet. Okay. All right, it does, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not agreeing to what size it has to be. So if it's, it's just going to be a. Well, they probably only come in tall boys. Yeah, anyways, I think they only come in tall. So. <laughs> okay. I, I really do. I, I, I'm serious. I love Adam Scott here. I, I, I think. I think there's a good. I dug into him because I did. I'm like you, man. I don't want to. Oh, producer Sam says it comes in a 22 ounce or a 40. Everyone, everyone in the, <laughs> okay. everyone's saying 40. A 40, I, I will be sick. I was searching for the, I was searching for the possible 12 ouncer, but I, I mean, I, I immediately knew where I was wrong. I was like, there's no way it only comes in 12 ounces. If it's a, uh, how about this? If he finishes top 10 or better, you have to drink the 40. If he finishes top 30 or worse, no, no, I have no. To drink let's just stay with where okay, we are. Okay. Well, I'm going with the 22 ounce. <laughs> Um, I, I really, I get the uncomfortable vibe sometimes we get when we click on Adam Scott's name, but I really dug in and I really believe that this is a good spot to, to jump on him. And I think he's going to be a little bit, I think he's going to possibly be a forgotten man up in this range too. So I'm going to go. What with if Adam he's Scott. really chalky? Would, would you still go with Adam Scott? If he, if he turns out to look very chalky, it depends, but I think so. I think so. Um, all right, I'll make this quick. Okay. I love, right. I love the Lowry play as well. I think everybody's gonna like the Lowry play I think that's gonna be a chalky play is 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 Shane Lowry he lives like five minutes from this golf course now um you know sneaky finish at the players good win player good short game I like Lowry here for sure I'm gonna go back to the well with Chris Kirk at 9,000 he had one bad round he had one bad round I looked at his round last uh, on Sunday at the players he had like two really really awful holes and these are tough these were tough holes it was tough conditions I'm I'm gonna give him a pass as good as he's been playing, as solid as Chris Kirk has been. I'm giving him a pass. Uh and I think I think this place sets up just as good for Chris Kirk's game, which is put it in the fairway. Um, you know, put it in the fairway, hit hit fairways, hit greens. That that's that's what you're gonna need Chris Kirk to do. Um so I, I don't like mind him. that at all. I like it. Yep, I like him at nine K. I'm gonna get back on him. I'm I'm hoping that people will We'll avoid Chris Kirk um, and just see that last round and see that finish and run away. But I think I think he's going to bounce back. So that's Chris Kirk. That's the 9K range. My fade is I wrote down Daniel Berger because I, I, I'm a little worried about the ribs. I don't want to pay the price. Berger's got a history of withdrawing quickly after the event starts, by the way. You do know that. Well, um, I mean, that was 
a WGC that was a WGC. where you got a paycheck yeah. regardless of you know it was a WGC. what happened after the first tee. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right, let's move on to the 8K range. I uh, I'll make this quick as well. I'll start. I'm going to go with Brendan Steele at 8,700. I can't stop Brendan Steele. But you know what? Brendan Steele is making cuts. He's, he's scoring a lot of DraftKings points. He plays really well in the wind. Um, I think he's got a great record at the Honda, fourth place last year. He's missed one cut at this event um, in two, four, six, in nine tries. He's missed one cut, and he's gotten very, he's gotten much better since 2015. In 2015, he finished 11th, then 14th, then 14th in the missed cut, then fourth last year. Uh, and he's trending really nicely right now. I think Brendan Steele is a solid play. And as a PGA Tour winner and someone who's contended on Sundays, I think you get win equity out of him. That I don't think you get in some of these guys in the 8K range either. And then I'm going to go with your boy. I'm going to steal it. And I'm not singing. I'm going with Wyndham Clark at 8K. And I tried not to go with Wyndham Clark at 8K. When I first started looking at him, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on Wyndham Clark at 8K. But the more I looked at it, I'm thinking, you know what? He's putting really, really well. Um, he's got a T7, a T11 here. He, no, he can definitely club down and hit plenty of fairways out here. He checks, he checks the box in, in windy play. He can play in the wind. And I think he's close. I think he's close to being in contention on a Sunday. And I think he gives you some upside. I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark, and I'm going to risk it for the biscuit at 8K. And my fade in this range, I tried to make kind of a bold call here because I think the easy play is definitely Ricky. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I've been, this is another player I've been talking about week after week, but now I think it's time to hop off the train. Let's hop off now is Keegan Bradley at 8,400. He checks all the boxes. He's been checking all the boxes. He really has. But here, he does not. Uh, a lot of miscuts, a lot of miscuts here. And I just think it's, it's time. It's, it's, very, it's time. He, uh, let's see, he gained 3.7 strokes putting. This is something I thought was interesting. In the last two events, he's gained a total of 3.7 strokes putting on his worst surface. Do you know how often that happens with Keegan Bradley? I'm going back and look. It happens about once a year that Keegan Bradley, over the last three or four years, gains two weeks in a row on Bermuda. It happens once a year. And I think it just happened, and I bet it's going to regress. And when it regresses, and you put him here on a golf course that he's never played well, probably because there's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of water. You mentioned there's a lot of bunkers. I think this is a spot to get off of Keegan. Let's jump off early. The price has shot up. Everybody's been playing him because he's been doing well. I think we hop off. Okay, well, um, there is some disagreement here. Um, and here's the thing about this tournament, by the way. This tournament is like where up is down, down is up, black is white, white is black. Everything is like, it's like opposite hmm. event. Like everything goes wrong in this event. If you remember, if you remember, literally every year, it seems like that, that, that something is going to go crazy and we don't know what's going to happen. So I do think you can take some risk and maybe play some guys that, Maybe you wouldn't normally play, or they're not checking all the boxes or things like that. So that's why I'm starting with Ricky Fowler at 8,900. I'm going to play him this holy. week. You I am going to play Ricky Fowler. Son of a gun. Getting back on a, on a course that he's done well. Look, he hadn't been that terrible lately, okay? Hadn't been that terrible, all right? Now, look, 
I He's know. Pretty, the They're Irons be- have been pretty, pretty terrible. That's fine. That's okay. Look, scrambling is really good. Third in the field there. Gets a lot His of opportunities. driving has been better. His driving has been better. 33rd in the field and good drive. Can we do games. a Ricky bet? So, can we do a Ricky bet instead of an Adam Scott bet? No, no. We already did Adam Scott. Let's do another so one. I, I waited on bets. this one just for you. Let's do two bets. Um, but no, hang on. Um, let me finish, <laughs> damn it. He's, he's, put, he's putting well. He's 15th oh. in the field, putting on Bermuda over the last uh, 24 rounds. I don't care what you say. I'm playing. Here's what I wrote. Let me, tell you, let me show you what I wrote. It doesn't matter what you wrote. What does that say for Ricky? I'm not going to be able to read it. I can't read that. It's not. It's blurry. Hold it still. Jeez. I, n- nobody can read that. Literally, this is the worst. Okay, put that down. Put it down. Can't read it. It says, yep, F y'all. <laughs> I'm playing Ricky Fowler. That is what it says. I do not care if you hate it. I don't care what you say. I'm okay. going to play some Ricky Fowler this week because I want to and because maybe I'll just get out ahead of all the people that aren't going to play him. So, and he's going to be loaned. We know that. So there yeah. you go. There's not a whole lot of reasoning there. Um, and I'm also going to play Keegan Bradley. Oh, so I was kind of surprised. I thought, I thought you actually might be on him. I know. Well, but I mean, like I'm you saying, said, I think we got to jump second- off early. I think we got to jump off early. I don't think. I think the the only good point you made was that there is a lot of water and bunkers on this course, and he's probably he, there's a chance he could find himself in there. But maybe he has a good week. He's not in there. And I think, look, the guy's number one in the field in ball striking. He's second in the field in approach. So, and you look at off the tee, very good there for the most part as far as good drives gained. He is fourth in the field there. So, I think this is a good week for Keegan. I mean, look, you know, you mentioned this being a weak field. You called it a poop field or whatever you said. Uh, and so it's, you know, he's still one of the best players and he's been in good form. I like him. So I will play him. And my fate is Wyndham Clark. I'm fading Wyndham Clark. What is going on? I just told you before I even started this range up is down. Down is up. White is black. Black is white. Everything has changed. One of us is going to have a good week and the other is going to have a awful week. Not playing Wyndham Clark. I think you're falling for a trap there, and especially at 8,000. Wyndham Clark should not be at 8,000. Everybody's I love priced Clark. up. Everybody's priced I, up. I know they are, but Wyndham, what has he done even lately for that? The only thing he's probably showing is that he's got a decent history here. Other than that, he's got a great I don't history think here. He's, he's putting. He always puts the lights out. He's one of the best. And he was a 54 hole leader a few years ago. I get all that, but he's not good right now. I, I cannot believe. You sang a song about the man just two weeks ago. Is it that quick for you? You're just one and done? You just hit him and quit him like mm-hmm. that? No, I'm not quit. I'm quitting him for one week. Dang. Or two weeks. I didn't play him last week either. That's insane. All right, I'm going to let you start the 7K. Hopefully we'll have better luck with the 7K range here. Okay, well, I'm going to start with our boy JT Poston at 7,900. I like him this week. Now, if you look at the stats and your models and all that kind of stuff, he's not going to show up a ton there. But look, the guy does have a very good course history here. His, he is in good form with a T22 last week where he just made the cut on the number, that, but then played very well. He's got three top 25s in his last five starts here. He is a very good putter on Bermuda grass, and we've seen him putting extremely well lately. Uh, so I think that continues this week for JT Post, and, and I like him there at 7,900. And then you you got to take Michael Thompson. How could you not play Michael no Thompson way. this week at no 70? No way. I literally thought to myself, self, David, 
you, you've written down Michael Thompson, and that will be a name that everyone will be shocked to hear. Pat will be like, "Oh, nice, Michael Thompson." Pat's gonna Pat is gonna look at you and go, "Hey, DB, I like that call. That's a uh, you know we don't hear that name very often." I wrote it down. Me and you both are on Michael Thompson. That is that is that's what this show's banana land. It, well, that's what you get for the Honda Classic, but you got to play Michael Thompson Honda Classic week. I mean, you got to. Former winner. Okay, and the guy's just a steady, consistent, grinder-type play player on a tough course he does well. He never gets himself into too much trouble. It's not very long, obviously. and he does, like There are very few courses where you can see a guy like Michael Thompson playing well. This is one of them. Yeah. Okay? So I like him a lot at 7,500. And then I'm going to go back on my boy, Johnny. What, you, got, you got something there? I, I just, yeah, he loves Bermuda. He loves the wind. He's Yeah, all that. Well, and then I'm going to go with uh, my boy Johnny Vegas at 7,300. Mm. I like him this week. I was on him last week as far as uh, I think I bet him first-round leader. Um, but we've seen him play well recently. I think this is a good course for him. You know, we talked about how he did hit first-round leader a couple years ago for us. Um, but Vegas is another guy that just, um, you know, I think is, you know, a, he's, a, he's a plotter. He's a good ball striker. He's, he's 20th in the field in ball striking. 35th in good drives, gains, checks the box, and par four scoring and greens and regulations. So I like Johnny Vegas there. And my fade is going to be your buddy, Luke List, yeah. at 7,500. I, I just I, don't. I'm down with that. Nothing about Luke List excites me at all. I know everybody loves to play some Luke well, List. he's handsome. Hits it a long but, way. Yeah, all of that's not, no good here. I'm not on Luke List at 7,500. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm down with that. I can get down with that. I, I guess, oh, man, you really stole my Michael Thompson thunder. <sighs> never thought I'd never thought I'd have that issue, but okay. All right. So I will not say Michael Thompson. Uh, I'll start up top with, I think, uh, probably he's probably going to be probably gonna be a little chalky. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Kevin Strillman. I do like the JT Poston call, by the way. But I'm gonna ride Kevin Strillman. Just the the consistency, the fairways and greens that we find with Strills. Uh, he makes a lot of cuts here. Doesn't really do much with it, or hasn't really done much with it. But you know, I feel like he's playing a little better right now in 2021 than maybe he has been. So I think Strillman's interesting. I'm gonna go back to a guy who kind of. Kind of disappointed. I think I played him at the Arnold Palmer where he missed the cut. I didn't play him last week where he finished T55. But I think this place sets up very nicely for one Australian named Matt Jones, uh, whose wife is pretty smoking hot, by the way. Uh, Best Mm. putting surface by far is Bermuda. Uh, Definitely gained strokes in the wind per Fantasy National. Coming off... Uh, you know, top 10 a few weeks ago at the Genesis. He's making a lot of cuts. 11th at the Sony, which is a coastal kind of fairways and greens and wind kind of event. Fourth at the Bermuda in November, fairways and greens and wind event kind of thing. 14th at Corrales at Punta Cana. You know what I'm saying? Kind of the same thing. When you look at him over the Honda, he's played here a bunch. He's, he's missed two cuts. He's made five uh, with a fourth place finish back in 08, which was a long time ago. But I think when you look at his skill set, I think it checks. I think it checks a lot of boxes here. He hits a lot of fairways. I think Matt Jones is an interesting pivot off of maybe some popular names down here. And then finally, I think I'm going to go back to another guy who was uh, looked at last week for the players and missed the cut. I avoided him, but it's the ball striking boy from South Kakalaki, Matthew Naismith at 7,300. Mm. 
I'm going to jump on some Naismith. Played here for the first time last year. Finished T38. Naismith's checking a lot of boxes. Obviously, checks a box in ball striking, which he didn't do very well at the players last week. He, he lost strokes ball striking. That just doesn't happen very often. And in his very short career, when he does uh, lose strokes ball striking, the very next week, he comes back pretty solid, if you look historically. So, I mean, we saw him on a really great run to start the season with the 20th at the Genesis, 16th at the Pebble, 7th at the Waste Management. I think it's a nice spot for Matt Naismith in a weak field to take advantage of that ball striking. Um, it, yeah, so I'm going to go with Matt Naismith there. And I do love Thompson. Damn you. My fade is going to be Alex Norin. I will always look for a reason mm, to fade Alex yeah. Norin. The, the, the water and bunkers scare me to death. Listen to these numbers. If you, if you got some slappy telling you to play Alex Norin, then they're just, they're just dumb luck guessing. It's the same reason that Pat wants to play Ricky Fowler. Because there is nothing, nada, that would tell you to play him statistically. In the last 50 rounds, he's 137th in fairways gained, which means he ain't good at hitting the fairway. Has, he's not historically been good at hitting the fairway. He's also 70th in bogey avoidance over the last 50 rounds. Over the last 12 rounds, he's 66th. And over the last 24 rounds, he's 99th in strokes gained approach. Alex Noren sucks. So. There you go. Um, and meanwhile, Pat and producer Sam are actively finding pictures of Matt Jones' wife, former Miss Idaho. Yes. Yeah, no one really cares about Alex Norin right now. Um, <laughs> All right, let's hit the 6K and button this bad boy up. Pat, I like a couple names here. Uh, oh, by the way, we should mention this. There's a couple of COVID. Gary Woodland and Scott Piercy both had to withdraw um, due to COVID. And our boy AC uh, mentioned in the Nut Hut that on Sunday, Scott Piercy played with KH Lee, and on Saturday, he played with Cameron Percy in the 6K range. So something to take note of. I mean, these guys got to all get tested, and if they're, they don't have a negative test before Thursday, they're not going to play. But just something to think about. The old COVID. The old Rona. How close did they get? You know what I mean? Uh, all right. 6K range. I'll tell you who I like. I'll make this pretty quick. And I don't love this range. I don't see myself constructing a lot of lineups that require me to get down here. My favorite play by far is the one guy in here with an AARP card, and that is Jim Furyk at 6,900. <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell, ball striking crap. Is he hidden fairways, gaining strokes on approach, avoiding bogeys, getting up and down, Give me all the Jim Furyk's. Also, he's got some good finishes here at the Honda. Plenty of experience. Love it. He probably, yeah, love Jim Furyk here. He's my favorite play. I'm going to probably look at John Huh a little bit at 6,900 right there. Maybe a pivot off of Jim Furyk. He's, he's checking some boxes, hitting some fairways. Got a little bit of form. Got a little bit of history here. Irons are okay. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to look at John Huh. Okay. Whereas Pat Mayo would say, John, huh? And then finally, I'm going to go back to a guy who I thought would be a really nice 6K steal last week. And he missed the cut, but I think he missed it on the number. And that's Bo Hogue at $6,600. <laughs> Bo Hogue's still, still doing his thing, okay? Checks the box. If you look on Fantasy National, gain strokes in the wind. Actually, what's crazy is on Fantasy National, they have him losing strokes in calm or moderate weather. But turn the fan on, and Bo Hogue shows up. He's gaining over three strokes in the wind. So he wants it to blow. Um, yeah, and he missed the cut of the players. The ball striking was there. 
but he lost three, nearly three strokes putting in two rounds. That's not that's not great. That, you know, that's probably and again missed the cut by one. But he's had some decent finishes, um, and yeah, doesn't have a great record here, but decent finishes here recently. So I think Bo Hogue is is an interesting play down there in the real cheap. But Furick and Huff for me are, are where it's at. What you got? I'm not looking. What Furick c- card? Furick. 6,900 DB. I don't understand. Furick. Huh. Hogue. That's who, oh, I see it. I, I'll button us up. <laughs> That's it. Hey. Those were my 6K plays. Holy moly. We do have to, uh, we do have to tell the people, though, because I, uh, yeah, we do have to tell the people that are trying to quit something. You know, like Ben, um, Ben, who writes the chalk bomb, who got the chalk bomb dreadfully wrong this week and ended up picking the winner. He dread, dreadfully is a good word. Dreadfully wrong. Dreadfully got it wrong. He's trying to... Uh, people are all kinds of mad, though. They get so mad. So they mad. get so mad at Ben. Yeah, they like, get, they really get so mad where they need to start a bad habit, but then they need to, they need to change their ways with that yes. bad habit. Yes, and maybe your bad habit is you like, damn it, Ben, and your chalk bomb and mess. I'm going to start smoking a cigarette. Well, we get, you don't need to do that, man. You don't need to smoke a cigarette. Our friends at Lucy Nicotine, founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers, are looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. And finally, they found tobacco alternatives that don't suck. They've created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. And each and every flavor tastes delicious. Okay? Again, Ben could really benefit. I think we've already sent him some Lucy nicotine gum. Um, he and and any of you who maybe fell victim to Ben's chalk bomb email and Justin Thomas and you need a pop of that juicy of, of that juicy Lucy nicotine gum, then we will gladly ho- hook you up as well. Maybe so. It's twenty 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 one. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug the vape, throw out the dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. Okay, lozenges. That that this is a real deal. All right, a subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door every month. It's simple. You don't have to leave your house. They got the delivery down. Okay, Tour Junkies listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Tour Junkies to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum and the lozenges. Okay, that's lucy.co and use promo code Tour Junkies at checkout. Also, I have to give you this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So go to lucy.co and be sure and use promo code Tour Junkies. All right. That's a wrap on the DraftKings show. We've got the betting show. If you're not listening to that, you need to go listen to that. It's about to start up live on YouTube. Be sure and join that because Jeff Feinberg's joining us. That is going to be fun. He's going to give us his thoughts on the betting market, and probably me and him are going to go at it about Bryson. Pat's going to pick a side. He's probably going to pick Jeff's side just just because he wants to. No, and, I'm gonna play like like moderator, and then I'm gonna, but I'm gonna try to like get okay. each of y'all going. Oh, good, good. This should be fun. So join the betting show. Check it out. Be sure and click the thumbs up there on YouTube if you haven't already. Please go, leave us a comment. Leave us a comment. What do you think? Can you believe Pat's gonna t- gonna fade Wyndham Clark after writing a song about him two weeks ago? Leave a comment. Who who's gonna win the Adam Scott bet? DB or Pat? Tell me what side you're on with the Adam Scott bet. Subscribe, comment, like, all that good stuff and check out the betting show. Thank you very much. May your screens be green. See you. Oh!